This episode of Cut the Foreplay is proudly brought to you by Showmax. If you want to binge on your HBOs, your ABCs, your BBCs, your Nickelodeon, Nick Jr., Super Sport, Boomerang, or Cartoon Network, girl, what are you waiting for? Just clickety-clack-clack and make it happen. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. My name is Nadia Favri and I'm your host for this and every other episode until the internet goes away or until someone likes me enough to talk to me on here. So basically until the internet goes away. I didn't have an episode last week and uh, you know me as the Geldem who's not very consistent but more recently I've been consistent Susan. Put me on a billboard for consistency. Look it up in the dictionary. It's me. The big C. Commitment. Consistent. Kind of lingus. However, last week I had a major case of the sickies, so, you know, I'm here now. That's what matters. What I thought we would do this week is that I feel like we've been on this roller coaster of bad and good feelings, which is generally life, but this is extreme 2020 version. So I feel like there's been a lot of shit things that have happened in the last two weeks or so. So we're going to avoid that because that's actually what I do best is pretend things aren't happening. Sweep everything under a rug. All my feelings. And everyone's like, hey, you're super tall. I'm like, yeah, I'm standing on a fucking mountain here. <laughs> Okay, so here is the schedule for today. First, we're going to talk about things that make us absolutely happy. People winning, heartwarming things. And then I'm going to give you a content update on Showmax so you can get binge-worthy things in your life with this cold weather. Lastly, we're going to talk about coulda, woulda, shouldas, which is uh, celebrities that you should have boinked or celebrities that should have boinked each other. Celebrities that I should have boinked or will boink or would boink. It's a lot of boinking. So first tingles in the hearts with the heartwarming stories, then tingles in the pants for the pant not warming. I don't want to say wedding. There's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. Macaroni in a pot. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna start off with a little lady that caught my attention. Ten-year-old Poppy from Australia. First of all, if your name is Poppy and you're from Australia, it already sounds like your little house on the prairie vibes, like you're always wearing a really bright yellow dress and running in the tall grass and smiling. When I hear in the tall grass, I think about that movie with the purgatory where people are stuck in the grass and then they can't get out. Only oh, even ex even explaining it is giving me like a panic attack. That's one of my biggest fears. Not getting stuck in tall grass. My one of my biggest fears is like living in a loop or in a form of purgatory or being stuck in a dream and being unaware that you are. It's just not knowing reality. So inception was very hard for me. Life in general is quite hard for me. <laughs> Okay, 10-year-old Poppy from Australia spent the summer traveling in a caravan with her family when, of course she would, her name is Poppy. When her parents decided to sell the van, Poppy left a message behind for the new owners. In the note, Poppy wrote how much she enjoyed staying in the van and wished the new family happy memories. The Brisbane family, who discovered the letter, was touched and shared it on Facebook. The original post has so far received 100,000 likes and lots of positive comments. Just wait for the letter. Hold on. Let me get it. Let me whip it out for you. Quote, Hi, my name is Poppy, and I'm 10 years old. Should I do it in a 10-year-old's voice? Nope. That's a, that's a full shut it down. 
So, hi, my name is Poppy, and I'm 10 years old. This used to be our caravan, and we traveled half of Australia in it. This was my bed, the top bunk, and it was very good. Oh my god, this is so sweet. This draw, which is where you found this letter, was where I kept all of my special things that I couldn't leave behind when we went traveling. I hope that you enjoyed this caravan very much. I am in grade five, and I am very good at art. I have a message for you. Follow your dreams, and if you have the choice between being right or being kind, choose kind. Enjoy this caravan. Oh my god! She's in grade five and wrote that? That is adorable! I'm gonna do this for sure. Every time I leave... Oh my god, first of all, before I... Ah, I'm PMSing for sure! Nadia, get it together, bitch. You are better than this. You are stronger than this. You are smart, you are kind, you are important, you are cold-hearted. Okay. Poppy has given me that kind of like pay it forward feeling and um, I decided to write my own letter for when I leave apartments because I move so often, I'm gonna put this in the closet for them to find it. Hello new tenants, my name is Nadia Favory and I'm 30 years old. I lived in this apartment for two years, not with a family but solo and with a steady rotation of lovers. This room where you found this letter is where I did most of my sleeping. I have left you this vibrator for your lonely nights. I hope that you enjoy this apartment as much as I did. I have a message for you. I only use that vibrator once or twice. It's mostly still fresh though. Love, Nadia. You're absolutely welcome. I am always here to ruin sweet moments for you. It seems that this is more Australia-themed than anything else because there's a private investigator in Australia and, and he provides an amazing service. Let's start... Ow, I just knocked my head on the booth. Let's start here. You know what's better than causing a bunch of serious family drama? Doing it from beyond the grave. There's a private investigator named Bill Edgar in Queensland, Australia, and he provides an amazing service. Now, people who are dying hire him for $10,000 to show up at their funeral and tell secrets or settle scores with their families. <laughs> Woo! Shit! Fuck! I'm so pissed! Why didn't I think of that? That would be amazing! People always want to punch me anyway, and this way I would get paid for it, so... What a time! I also watched this movie where this uh, best friend duo break up for people for a person. Th that's... that's so convoluted. They break up for someone. Hey yo, Meryl speaking English. They break up with someone for someone else. There you go, all that school fees is coming back. Wow, I was a breath away from being like, she goes to school, doesn't she? I really have to applaud people present day. They're fucking straight hustling in the most unconventional ways. I feel bad for like orthodox uh, creatures that went to school for 17 years to be doctors and engineers and lawyers and now are looking at someone that, you know, didn't finish high school that's buying their third house because they're on OnlyFans showing their dick or like putting their dick in a bag of Doritos for $10,000 a pop. I mean, I don't know why that was the first thing that I thought of, but like... Yep, maybe I'll have a chat with myself later and assess why, why my immediate sexual uh, situation was someone putting their pee 
happiness in a bag of Doritos. Let's tackle one thing at a time. We're gonna go back to um, Edgar here. So he's been offering the service for about two years and he's crashed 22 funerals so far. For example, he said, I blend in with the mourners. I sit with the family and friends in the middle of everybody. I was to tell the best friend to sit down and shut up because my client knew he'd been trying to have an affair with his wife. People are always trying to have affairs with their best friend's partners, and that trips me out because I have two best friends and there's no way I want to fuck either of their partners. Love you guys both. It is not my type, you know? And also people, I like immediately family zone people. If someone is a partner to someone who I love immensely, then that affection is passed on in a very family-friendly way. I'm never like, oh, you're sticking it to my gal pal. I want it too. Ew, please. Another time he says he was hired to tell mourners at a biker's funeral that his client was gay and his significant other was in the audience. Yo! He also says his clients hire him to get rid of stuff they don't want their family to find, like, quote, money, drugs, guns, pornography. And if this sounds like something out of a movie, it's going to be... Oh my god, I was literally about to suggest that! I feel like I'm just a pioneer when really I'm a fucking tool. Everything been done already. Bill has signed a deal to have his uh, life developed into a film or TV show. Damn, dog. That one really threw me. That's nuts. I mean, it's clearly an interesting profession to have, but I genuinely don't think I could have it. Only because it would be too haunting. Every other day or every week or every month, whatever it is, uh, you go to a funeral to tell people things that dead people wish they could have had the courage to say. That's so fucking sad. Oh my God. You must be wondering why I added that to the good pile of stories, because <laughs> in case you're living a closeted life and in the spectrum of being closeted, whatever it is that you don't want to tell people now, you can tell people later when you're dead by paying Nigel, or you can impesa me, either way. I don't want to say that this man is the man of the hour because that would belittle his his existence. I want to say he's the man of the year for me, and I want to have a moment of silence for his efforts. The man I want to talk about is Nigel Richards. Now this guy is apparently the Tiger Woods of Scrabble. And I know it sounds random, but they had an international Scrabble tournament, the French version, which has 386,000 words and Nigel won. And I'm sure you're wondering why the hell am I applauding this that's so random? I'm applauding it because Homeboy memorized all 386,000 French words and doesn't actually speak a word of French. <laughs> I, as someone who oscillates between being, you know, overproductive and extremely lazy, this man is my true fucking hero. So much effort, but yet he did nothing, technically. He has 386,000 French words in his mind, and someone's like, says something basic to him in French, and he's like, what the fuck are you saying? That's nuts. It's like, I can't even, I, c 
comprehend that. I think maybe he's gonna get to use it in the next life. You know how those rugby players get like hit in the head and then they remember things from their past lives? That's gonna be him in his next one. He's gonna wake up like Bradley Cooper in Limitless. Or Marlon Wayne in uh, Senseless. Do you remember that movie with that guy, with that guy, with that guy, what's his name? David Spade. And uh, he takes this pill or like takes this potion or something. All his senses are heightened. It's fucking nuts. You should watch it. And he's like hiding out in a washroom. I remember this and uh, this girl is taking the wildest dump and she's going, corn, I didn't eat any corn. <laughs> and then she comes out and tries to shake his hand and he puts his hands up and he goes, I'm an assalamu alaikum. 1998 senseless. That was such a good movie. Damn, also people could get away with so much instead of just being like, I'm Muslim. <laughs> Ah, uh, a simpler time, I tell you. So Nigel is part of our good news segment because if you are someone that's a procrastinator or lazy sometimes, or just really struggles like me being extreme at everything, know that there are ways to cut corners and win things, but still have it be completely irrelevant long-term. <laughs> I don't know why I just find this information so hard to digest. You're telling me I have all the puzzle pieces in my mind. I just don't know how to link them. That would f fucking drive me nuts. So I want to talk to you a little bit about Showmax and how they've launched Showmax Pro, which is absolutely amazing and it's going to change your life immediately. There's live sports, news, and music channels, so it's everything in one package, which is essentially what I tell all my lovers. Ew! Not going to say I'm joking because it's important to be self-aware. So they've got EPL games, uh, La Liga, all the sports that you could possibly want. They've got boxing and all the important marathons. I just got my upgrade with uh, Showmax Pro and it's 2100 for a regular package. And if you just want the mobile version, it's 1050 shillings. I fuck heavy with the music channel. So this has served me well. And obviously I'm a gross adult. So I do watch the news quite often. I'm really excited to have the news at my fingertips come October because I love watching the US presidential debates for obvious reasons not because it's enlightening but because donald trump is a bag of shit and i have to indulge in this fuckery that's gonna happen and my big recommendation it's not a review it's solely a recommendation from my heart if you want to fight the cold nairobi weather or if you want to with a different perspective dive into the loneliness a little bit further love life is for you and this is very surprising to me that i'm recommending something with anna kendrick but like it's so well done it literally follows her life and every period of her existence solely in relation to the partners that she's had. So each episode is about a different person and it kind of pieces her life together in that sense. And it's lighthearted, but it's also heartbreaky and very realistic and raw. I, she really hit the jackpot with this bad boy. Um, check it out. It's on Showmax and uh, let me know what you think of it. Did it make you more lonely? Did it make you happy that you're not such a fuck up? I don't know. <laughs> oh, but she's really burning through those boys. I'll tell you that. I'll uh, put a little link around in the description so you can set yourself up with some good content. Mama's got your back. And by mama, I mean me. But let's not pretend we all know I have daddy vibes. 
Welcome to our first segment of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. It's not an actual segment. It's literally just that I saw this random bits of information everywhere and I put them together and I was like, huh, all of this is about wishing you could have sat on someone's face. I'm here for this energy. The first contestant on Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda is the one, the only, Cara Delvine. I think her name is Cara, but like I don't have the fucking energy to be British right now. So Cara Delvine, you must know her in terms of her career as a model and then she did other stuff but mostly you know her as the woman who's fucked so many hot women and I appreciate that I'm all for it like she's really she's churning through them <laughs> she's like Anna Kendrick in love life but with just a bunch of women Michelle Rodriguez because I remember seeing those pictures of them wasted at a basketball game like pretty much scissoring right on the court. And then she went on to Ashley Benson, who you must know as the lady from Pretty Little Liar. She plays Hannah, AKA Hefty Hannah. Now those two were together for a significant period of time. I think it was like about two years and there's a picture of them buying a sex swing and bringing it home and they looked so happy. I was full on rooting for them. I thought they were gonna get married and just like live the best drunk brunch life ever, but they recently broke up. Now this is the issue though. This is why I'm bringing this up. Let's talk about Halsey. You must know Halsey as, you know, the girl has this voice that's more Britney than Halsey but she is a bisexual biracial woman who has come up in the scene and everyone drools over her both on an intellectual level and, and an emotional one and a physical everyone just wants to be with Halsey Halsey was dating a dude named G-Eazy who is a rapper and I only know one of his songs now let's reel it back in Ashley Benson after breaking up with Cara Delvine is now dating G-Eazy and come two three months later Halsey was seen hanging out with Cara Delvine and they are together apparently so essentially they just parent trapped but with partners they just switched on over I just like I don't know about you but I see an opportunity here I'm just wanna I want to email GEZ and email Kara and be like if you guys are attracted to each other then like this is phenomenal put all of your hands together four beautiful people just you know just get in one room and see what happens and because I set this up you could send me the tape after <laughs> I'm so lucky that I'm in the body of a doe-eyed woman who looks harmless because really I'm just the creepy uncle and I can tell. But that's wild. They absolutely switch partners and uh, that I, I'm putting it as a coulda, woulda, shoulda because th they're definitely going to miss that opportunity and I know it. Second contestant on coulda, woulda, shoulda has to go to uh, Adele and Chet. <laughs> now this story really me up. You obviously know Adele from being an absolute ballad diva. She delivers, she has the beautiful voice. She's the queen of the internet in the sense that she can do no wrong. More recently, she posted a picture of uh, her missing going to a carnival. She had the Jamaican flag as a bikini top and she had the Bantu braids and African-Americans were like, that's cultural appropriations, but Jamaicans were like, bro, I'm totally feeling it. Like, fuck it up, man. Have a good time. Uh, but that's besides the point. So she recently had that controversy on uh, the interwebs and we're gonna put that aside. I want to talk about Chet for a second. If you don't know who Chet is, this is Chet. Hey yo, listen, me drop one big tune right now upon SoundCloud. Link in bio, go listen now, big tune. Make the king go up. Up like seven, up, 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 but, 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 go listen now, big tune. What you're listening to right there is a white man, specifically Tom Hanks's. 
Tom Hanks's son, the man Tom Hanks, America's dad. That is his offspring. Just a white dude doing that accent. When he saw that Adele had posted her being like, you know, I love ethnic people, um, he decided to shoot his shot. And this is what Chet Hanks does when he shoots his shot. Adele, you know I say me a prayer from long time, but after me see a picture of Adele, mm, it's sweet me. Me not tell no lie, my girl. Ear style fit you. Big up yourself. No, it's you Fuck! It is so cringe. That is so cringe. I want to say something smart to you, but I can't. It's so fucking cringe. Oh my god. You know, just when I'm like, white people cannot embarrass themselves anymore. You see shit like this, man. So in another world, in another life, maybe maybe they could have been together. Maybe they would have been together. Maybe they should have been together. But definitely not in this fucking one. Damn. You know? <laughs> I have never said damn like that in my life. And I feel uneasy. Let's talk about... Jane Fonda. First of all, Jane Fonda is absolutely spectacular. You must know her from her workout tapes, which I used to do in the early 90s with my mother. And you must know her from Monster-in-Law with J-Lo. You must know her from Everything Under the Sun, Grace and Frankie, the works. But she is a phenomenal human being and such a great activist. God bless her snacky young soul. I love a good ally, man. So why do I want to talk to you about Jane Fonda? Well, in a recent interview, she was asked who she regretted not uh, bumping uglies with, not being a sausage wallet for, not sticking it to. And she said the one of the greatest opportunities that she missed out on in terms of conquests is Marvin Gaye. How fucking random is that? She says he wanted to hit that, but uh, she turned him down because she was married to a politician named Tom Hayden at the time. She added, quote, then I read, apparently he had my picture on his refrigerator. I didn't find that out until later after he was dead. I'm usually one of those people that's like, you know, shoot your shot always perma, like there's no excuses, but you know, someone dying, I think that's pretty solid. Now the one true actual final contestant on coulda woulda shoulda is diane keaton you must know diane keaton as the woman that lives in my mind rent free because i'm like i want her to be my best friend at the same time she's done some shady shit where i'm like ah diane why are you doing that also young diane like in annie hall wife material what a full-on snack but then she dated woody allen for like five years and you're telling me she didn't know he was like an incestuous pedophile i don't know man and also more recently she came out and she's like i don't know what people are talking about ellen degeneres is a wonderful person she was wonderful to me a billionaire white woman you know so ugh, why but we're gonna put that bad boy aside and uh talk about her coulda woulda shoulda which is so random as well all of these are just like throwing meats um her coulda woulda shoulda was steve jobs this is the story 
I lived at the San Remo in New York City, and it was a, a building with two towers. And Steve Jobs had just bought the three top floors of the tower, the North Tower. And he was, so I was just after Annie Hall, and he was sort of interested in meeting me. Now, granted, he was younger than me, maybe about eight years younger than me or something like this, but he wanted to meet me. So I go over to his tower, and it's like amazing. And he says, uh, he starts talking, but all he's talking about is this thing, the computer thing, you know, how the computer was going to take over the world. And I'm sitting there going, okay, right. And he's talking about how everybody was going to have a computer in their world, in their life, in their homes. And I'm going, yeah, all right, right. And then I never saw him again, ever. And because obviously, I just wasn't prepared for that for even a second. I thought, is he nuts? And of course, this book was written on one of his computers. I want you to park that Big Mac truck <laughs> right in this little garage. Speaking of genitals, I thought I would close off this episode with a little bit of pube talk and. <clears throat> Sorry, I couldn't say that with a straight face. With a cheeky bit of pube talk, um, uh, we haven't done this segment in a while and I feel like I've been neglecting it. Stupid criminals. Two guys in their early 20s recently went to a barbecue restaurant in Blackburn, England, and they complained they'd found a hair in their food, so they wanted their $90 back. But when the staff checked the security footage, they found what really happened, and it, <laughs> one of the guys had stuck his... Oh my... I can't. The mouth-watering is really... But when the staff checked the security footage, they found what really happened, and it's that one of the guys had stuck his hands into his shorts and grabbed some of his own hair down there and sprinkled it on the food. I think it's the sprinkling that's sending me because I'm picturing like his hands just like I'm having a hard time guys can you tell? The manager confronted the guys over the scam and turned it into a 10-minute shouting match but finally the guys threw $26 at the manager and left and the restaurant reported it to the police. I just this is the most absurd fucking situation. I feel truly in this life like Poppy at the beginning of the episode, little 10-year-old Poppy should have told me not to be kind to people, rather just to understand that the more I see, the less I fucking know.